If your litter box could talk, what would it say to you? Good morning, lovely day, isn't it? Or perhaps, what's up with all the clay dust and chemicals you're laying on me and the cat? If that's the case, consider World's Best Cat Litter. It's virtually dust-free, quick clumping, and lasts twice as long as clay litter. And because it's made from corn, it's chemical-free and a naturally safe choice. World's Best Cat Litter, the number one selling natural litter brand for a reason. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiecka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiecka. Dear friends, this is Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts with today's leading scientific and esoteric experts, supporting the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring evolving into the life you want to live. How many of us can say we're totally happy with our situation, that we're living a life of bliss? If our experience is not all we could hope, change is in order. Yet, 
Most are resistant to change and end up living the same old life in the same old way, forever hoping for different results. Evolution requires transformation right down to the energetic level, as we're indeed much more than our physical bodies. How is this accomplished? What do we need to know about the energetic level of life in order to evolve? What do we have to let go of in order to transmute our experience? Why do we fear change to the point that we lock ourselves in a life of restriction and lack? With us this hour to explore the topic of change and how to move beyond our resistance is Jenny Mannion, author of A Short Path to Change, 30 Ways to Transform Your Life. In three weeks, Jenny healed herself of seven years of chronic disease. This ignited her passion to help others. She's now an intuitive healer and a mind-body mentor who inspires people to create the life they desire. Jenny has um, seen clients heal from depression, cancer, MS, and various other challenges. Jenny believes life is meant to be easy and lived in health on all levels. Her website, JennyManion.com. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us on Mission Evolution. Thank you so much for having me, Golda. I'm so excited to be here. Let's start with what is an intuitive healer? An intuitive healer is someone that can meet with clients and by talking with them and energetically kind of tune into what is out of balance and offer tools so that they can return to balance and really start living that life that they are meant to live and deserve to live, one of happiness. Can anyone really heal somebody else or is it an inside job? Oh, it's an inside job. An intuitive healer, I give guidance and I give tools, but it is an inside job. And while I've had clients on my table energetically heal from late stage cancer and other diseases, I do always offer mind-body tools as well as spiritual tools because if we, we can change maybe temporarily on that energetic level, but if we're still vibrating at disease and something isn't balanced in our life, I do believe that disease will come back or Absolutely. it'll it's manifest like, another way. Yeah, chase symptoms around. It's it's like, well, you know, we can we can change the frequency at, at the energetic level, but you have to integrate it through the others. Is that what you're talking about? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So what's a mind-body mentor? So I love working with clients with easy tools on how to heal. So how to put the mind uh, above the body or how to make the mind start changing the body. That is how I healed myself in three weeks of all chronic disease when I was told I'd be in a wheelchair. Easy tools like gratitude, like um, energy work, things that really teach the mind like self-talk, paying attention to your self-talk. So I offer a lot of easy tools. That's what my book is all about, really offering so easy tools to change talking, the mind. You're talking about uh, mind-body, but what about heart and soul? Doesn't that play in there? Oh, yeah. And mind-body, I mean, when we start getting into the mind, it does affect the soul because we're talking about if the negative self-talk is going on, that's because there's a lack of self-love. So that will be going towards the soul and that spiritual and energetic aspect of us as well. So when we're talking soul, we're talking the energy level. Is that correct? Yes. Also our, our connectivity to everything and that inner part of us that is above that mind is really kind of the connected to everything and our unlimited potential versus the mind, which can be a little egoic at times and really tapping into that unlimitedness of potential to, 
to train the mind, you know, in different ways so we can start living from our soul instead of maybe those limiting beliefs and stories that we've had before then. So when we're living from our soul, do we have access to more accurate information versus our programming? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we are tapping into, we're getting past our stories. We're asking, okay, who are we beyond this? And I, there are so many different ways to do that. I know that living your joy, like living out those things that really connect you to that space that almost seems timeless, you know, whether that's dancing or something creative, writing or being in nature, those things definitely connect us to our soul. What educational background do you have in the healing arts? Well, I have a BA in psychology. That's where it began. But I have been, I've taken at least 15 certifications, actually probably more like 20 in different energetic healing modalities, reconnective healing, a few different levels of Akashic record reading, uh, law of attraction mentor, um, so many different Ho'oponopono. There have been so many certifications that I've gotten as well as coming up with my own healing modality. So I, I'm always learning and I always want to learn because I know that the more tools I gain, the more tools that I can offer my clients. So it sounds like the the ones you listed are all pretty much on the energy level. Um, do you have any background on how that connects with the physical level? I have my own background, you know, my own healing that happened as well as working with clients over the years. And I have had, um, you know, those energetic healing modalities do work at the physical levels as well. You know, I, I do know, you know, certain techniques, certain things to work with the body, but I do like working on the energetic level and the mind level to bring the ba- body back into balance. I really do work with the chakras a lot as well. So speaking of personal experience here, please tell us how you healed yourself. So I was I was ill for seven years, had gone all the traditional routes and kept getting more and more diagnoses. And there were a couple of things that lent it to be perfect timing for my healing myself. One was starting to remember who Jenny was again. I had become a wife. I was a daughter. I was a friend. I was a mom. But I really was kind of judging myself on those roles and... I really had kind of lost who I was, and I had met a friend who I had just met someone that a lot of my friends had fallen away when I was ill. I'd met someone that really connected with me and let me start to remember who I was. I would go for walks with her. I would That was the first time I allowed myself to actually take any pain medicine. I would take a, a quarter of the dose of the pain medicine to be able to go out for a walk and find myself, and then... It opened me up to when the movie The Secret came out, being able to watch that. And there were a couple things that resonated strongly within that movie. One was gratitude. I was not in a place of gratitude. I was really moving from the lack of what I felt like I could do and my pain. And also that we're 99.9% new every 11 months. So where our attention is and the energy we're giving to parts of our body kind of helps create those those negative sick cells or those positive happy cells. So within those three weeks, I stopped seeing doctors for a while. I concentrated on all the tools I could gain to really put myself in that positive mind space. I watched myself talk and changed myself talk. I worked a lot on forgiveness of myself for my illnesses, forgiveness of any anything that I was blaming anyone else for. 
and really dove into gratitude. I watched a lot of Wayne Dyer, Red Eckert Tolle, Deepak Chopra, Caroline Mace, and just really dug into that mind-body connection. And within three weeks, all my pain was gone. That's amazing. It, it, it has to do with identification, doesn't it? If we're identified with our pain, we're amplifying it. We're amplifying it and identifying with the roles isn't really healthy either because especially as like a mom, we get a whole lot of judgment and a whole lot of what we should do or shouldn't do. You know, as any of those roles, we can put our own expectations as well as global consciousness expectation on what they should be. And we start judging ourselves and not feeling good enough. And when we don't feel good enough, we're kind of telling our body we're not good enough. And it can manifest things that just put us out of balance and creates dis-ease. Where does that balance come from? Where, where, where is it? How can we find it again? <laughs> I do feel like I love the chakra system because I do feel like it is our internal diagnostic system. And when we do tune in, we can know what parts of us are out of balance. I use that with my clients as well. If I have someone that has thyroid issues, we will be looking at the fifth chakra and seeing how maybe they're not expressing themselves or maybe how that was shut down for them as a kid and they weren't allowed to speak their truth or maybe in a relationship they're not allowed to speak their truth or maybe they're overexpressing themselves. So I love that, you know, if we get quiet and ask the body and if we do learn about the chakra system or another way to tune in and really listen to what our body's trying to tell us, we can learn from our body and learn ways to bring it back into balance. Yeah, there's um, the little blue book. Who did that? Louise Hay, where she related. Oh, that's beautiful. It wasn't that a great, and it was years ago. She related all the physical illness, illness to emotional or or belief components, and that's really been holding true, hasn't it? It has. It has, and those are related through the chakras as well. Well, we're going to have to take a break here in just a little bit, but uh, I think there's something that's very, very misunderstood, um, and that is the chakra system. What is it? How many chakras do we have? What are they really? Where do they come from? Where do they tune in? What roles do they play? You ready to dance with that on the other side? I would love to. <laughs> okay, okay. It is time for a commercial break. Ginny and I will return turn shortly to dance with the chakras, so don't you dare go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xedvn.net. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found 
on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Shamanic healing is the key to personal empowerment. Why? All four levels of our being physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, must be addressed for us to enjoy balanced, healthy, abundant lives. Yet there are few provisions for spiritual or energetic healing. Shamanism, found at the root of all cultures, is a very effective spiritual healing modality. To find quality shamanic healing you can trust, regardless of where you live, look no further than find your Path Home Long Distance Shamanic Healing Program. All Path Home Long Distance Healing Practitioners have been trained and certified through Path Home Shamanic Art School. Change your life. Live abundantly. Schedule a long-distance shamanic healing session with Gwilda Wiecka or one of her quality practitioners today at findyourpathhome.com. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org. We're dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. Our guest this hour is Ginny Mannion. Her website, ginnymannion.com. Ginny, as promised, we're going to look into the chakras. What exactly are the chakras and where did the concept of them come from? So chakras are part of our energy body and they are, they have been around kind of forever. They are part of what acupuncture is based on. They're part of what a lot of ancient medicine, medical systems are based on. And there are hundreds of them throughout our body, but there are seven major ones. Some people say eight, but there are seven major ones that I go into in my book and that I, I relate to when I am talking with clients. And each one kind of designates a different area of our body as well as our energy body. And when they're in alignment, we are feeling good in that area of our body. And when they're not in alignment, over overactive or underactive, we can really feel out of balance in that area. And they all really kind of make sense. They go up the colors of the rainbow from the root chakra at the base of our spine to the crown chakra at the tip of our head. And when you start learning about them, they really just make sense, and they're not as complicated as one might think. So the colors, do those relate to different frequencies? Yes, and they, yeah, they relate to different frequencies, and they relate to different kind of ages that they become developed in our body, and they relate to uh, different different colors, different foods, different gems can balance them, as well as our emotions are really important relating to each one, uh, how we see things 
and our beliefs in them. And when we change those beliefs, when we change our energy around them, we can really start to bring them into balance. And we definitely want to do that because if they're out of balance, we will feel it physically, emotionally, spiritually on a lot of different levels. So if we're talking about frequency, frequency being a continuum, logic would dictate that not only does each chakra have a color, but it would have a sound as well. Is that where the uh, sound therapy comes in? It sure does. (laughs) They all do have a sound. They all do have a sound and they also do have, you know, different mantras, Uh, associated with them. But yes, they all do have a sound. So if you go to sound healing and they do balancing of your chakras, they will, uh, they can chime to that frequency. And also there are certain, like I said, mantras, like the first chakra is LAM. There are certain um, sounds that you can make that bring that chakra into balance. So mantras being, would you mind describing? So, well, the sound Islam mantra is Om Gam Ganapate Namaha, actually, for um, for chakra. Those are all really affirmations of what that chakra means. So, you know, bringing into balance that chakra is, and we could say, you know, a, a mantra in English as well, you know, like a, a one for the first chakra would be, I am safe and secure at all times. But repeating that would really bring that into balance, especially if it is a mantra affirmation that we believe, because we are really, we are tuning our body. It's very powerful when we say something out loud that is kind of imbuing that frequency. So to learn the different sounds associated with the chakras and mantras associated with the chakras is just another way to bring them into balance. So rather than just saying it in English, which was the question, you know, um, how, what, how, what good does this do if we don't understand what we're saying? But is it more the tonal quality that vibrates through the body when you're using a mantra? Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. So um, if we're balancing our chakras and we're using positive affirmations, if we have some sort of soul loss or disconnect that's preventing us from embracing the thing we're saying, isn't that more of um, almost putting it into denial? Don't we have to treat elsewhere to correct that first? Yes, I always say that the affirmation should be, uh, they should resonate with you. I find that about 80%, 90% believing it truly and maybe a little 10% of doubt is kind of the sweet spot because if we believed it 100%, we would be embodying that. So, but if you are, say, you know, going bankrupt and you're saying I'm a millionaire, you know, your body is going to be calling BS on that, you know, (laughs) and you're not going to be embodying that. So we really want to pick affirmations that, that resonate with us. Like when I was healing myself, if I would have said I am healed, my body would have been like, no, you're not, you're in pain. So what I said was I'm, I'm working on my healing every day. So to find something that resonates as truth with you is much more powerful and will not cause that resistance and also those like conflicting energies to kind of do battle with one another. Well, well, aren't we all living conflicted for the most part and that creates the imbalance. So it's like we're pretending we're happy in a marriage and we're really miserable or we're pretending we think we're a good parent and we really think we're failing miserably. So that, that split between the self when we do go into denial, doesn't that create more imbalance? Yeah, well, hopefully this is what I teach to be in awareness of getting rid of those limiting thoughts because we don't want to be in that conflictual, uh, you know, when if we know we're in an unhappy marriage, then we should be looking at that and figuring out either how to bring that marriage into balance or how to 
leave that marriage because we deserve a happy relationship. So it is really taking responsibility for our own well-being, listening to our self-talk and looking around in our environment and seeing if that is a reflection of what we want. Were you, a little different topic, were you able to document your healing? I documented it by my, you know, by my book and my story and by the doctors not not needing to see me anymore. So each of us is very, very different. And I understand that you're kind of got inspired and are, are basing your teachings on your personal experience. But if we're all so different, how can you be sure that what you're offering is going to work for other people? That's after working with hundreds, if not thousands of clients over the last 13 years has really kind of proven that to me. And again, all those different modalities that I have learned. So it's not just me saying, okay, well, this worked for me, but really understanding when I healed myself, I really wanted to understand how did I do that? Because I was told by doctors I would be in a wheelchair, that I wouldn't be healed. So my deep dive has been in figuring out how I did that and other modalities that can help other people along the way. I'm not saying my way is the only way by a long shot. It's really what resonates with you and will get you in that place of feeling empowered, feeling worthy of healing, whatever it is you need to heal in your life. So that's why all the various tools that you acquired. Absolutely. To customize more. Yes, absolutely. You say we're more than our bodies. What do you mean by that? I mean that our bodies are wonderful and that they're intelligent and they run themselves. But if we think of those times when we're in um, in that bliss state, say in nature or in a beautiful moment doing something that we love, we know we're more than our bodies. We can connect to something else that's kind of infinite intelligence. When we are, say you're writing and something just comes in, that moment of inspiration, you know, where did that come from? Our soul lives on, you know, the work I do kind of is based on that. Our soul lives on, has different experiences over many lifetimes. So that is what I mean by we're more than our bodies. We can connect outward and have these experiences. You know, I'm not a medium, but I've had some of those experiences too. We can communicate with other realms as well as we can communicate with that truest part of ourselves, which is so much more than just the brain and those limiting thoughts that we keep running. So you mentioned um, life after lifetime. So you believe in past life? Yes, I do. Do you think that we actually live the past life uh, or a past life? Um, do you think we actually have past lives that are this particular personality? Or is it more a genetic imprint from our ancestry? I, I believe it's a genetic imprint. And there is also a part of us that does kind of live on and evolves through these lifetimes uh, that is our deepest soul part. But I do believe that there are imprints from our ancestors. Absolutely. So that would, again, point to that our illness in our current time could actually have roots in our genetic, our, our genealogy, as well as in our past lives. Correct. But I do believe that we have free will. And there are so many different ways to heal, that we can heal most of those illnesses, uh, when we find the tools that resonate that are meant to raise our vibration to that healing vibration, to, um, to bring ourselves into total balance. So how does one access the energetic level in order to do this? There are several different ways. Again, that's why I have a lot of my modalities myself, and there are a ton that I haven't studied that do the same. You know, uh, I love shamanism. I just started diving a little into that. You know, that is a beautiful way to bring your body into balance and 
and notice how we are connected to everything. Uh, the Akashic Record readings and clearings that I do give you a kind of a snapshot of yourself at soul level and maybe some of the energies that have been off from other lifetimes as well as this lifetime and give you ways to set intentions and say prayers that will bring your body into balance and release what you no longer need. There are so, I mean, there are countless modalities. I've been doing this work 13 years and I can't even count how many modalities have come out since I've began. And I do feel like it's what resonates with you. There is not one stop shop for everybody, it's the teacher that resonates with you, the the means that resonate with you, the tools that resonate with you. If it's going to feel hard, it's not going to work. It really needs to feel like something that, like a hug, like an inner hug, like, wow, th that aha moment. Yes, this is it. This is what's going to help me. And I know it. And I'm going to love myself enough to work through this and heal myself. Self-love is an important uh, component there, it sounds like. It's a huge component. I think it is the base of why a lot of people numb themselves out from from dealing with themselves, whether it be, you know, drugs, alcohol, shopping, mm -hmm. sex, whatever you, whatever you choose, it is. Well, you we'll, choose, you know. We're going we're, we're to have to take a break. You stand by for us. It is time for another commercial pause. So Ginny and I will return to our discussion shortly. You stay right there. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. skeptic or a believer join me rob mcconnell as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the exxon radio tv show on xzbn and the exxon tv channel on simul tv since 1990 the exxon radio tv show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard together we'll investigate ufos aliens ghosts bigfoot psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on Skype Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. 
Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Hello again, and welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org, bringing leading-edge information supporting the path to enlightenment. We're speaking with Jenny Mannion. Her website, jennymannion.com. So, Jenny, what role does the energetic level play in illness and healing? Because if we're working on the energetic level, isn't it kind of like shoveling poo with a feather if if the (laughs) physical one is so coarse that it, it can't match up? Well, I, it, it's mind, body, and spirit. I really do feel like we need to use the mind to change our energy. I mean, that's what I did in healing myself. Our mind is always going. I heard the, the statistics that the average person has 60,000 thoughts a day. 95% of them are the same as yesterday and 80% are negative. If that is what we are running in our body, we're not going to be a healthy person because we are embracing what's wrong instead of embracing our unlimited potential. We are throwing our body out of alignment, energetic alignment, and really not doing our body a service. I do think feel it begins with that mind. Sometimes it's easier to tap into the spirit and then get the mind involved. But I do feel like the mind has to be involved because with all those thoughts a day, we have to be conscious and mindful of what we're telling our body and what we're telling ourselves. Now, this pretty much applies to the Western mind because we're so um, top-heavy, yes? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) What do we need to know about the energetic level of life in order to evolve? That we have that unlimited potential, that we can truly tap into our energy at any time. One of my favorite exercises I have people do before any meditation is to rub their hands together for like a minute and hold it apart and just feel that energy, to kind of feel that we're more than our bodies, to feel that energy rolling, you know, running through our bodies, to feel that connection to other people, to know that we give off energy before we're seeing someone. So say we have this program running in our head that this person is always difficult and we're sending out that energy all the time before we're even meeting them, that energy is meeting each other. We are influencing that. We're not allowing for any other potential. So really to to harness our own energy in love and to be conscious of the of the our minds so we know what energy we're sending out, it really begins with us. We can only control us. So we have that power. So in tapping into the energy, whether you're rubbing your hands together, you know, and feeling that energy and breathing into it and setting intentions or moving that energy to a part of your body that hurts to send love to it instead of sending that fear to it like we usually do, you know, really empowering yourself with your own energy so that you know what energy you're putting out into the world. So when we have started working on our own energy and become more attuned with ourselves, does that give us access to universal energy and can we also channel that for healing? Absolutely. The more we're in touch with ourselves, the more we're open to, we're just open. I mean, usually we're just shut off. We're in our brains. We're kind of in this box. But when we open to energy, we open up to that unlimited potential and we can find 
guidance through meditation or through just through being quiet and out in nature. Meditation doesn't have to look a certain way. In my book, I have six different kinds of meditations. That doesn't even begin to tap into the amount of ways there are to meditate. It really is to bring that energy in and to tap into it. Yeah, we can heal. We can bring send healing thoughts out to other people that way. We can bring healing into ourselves that way. And again, the underlying theme, though, really has to be that self-love and self-worth and knowing we're worthy of that and loving ourselves enough to give ourselves that that time and that luxury of of tapping into this. So the self-love and the self-worth has has a frequency all, all its own, right? And if we aren't standing in that frequency, then there is no connectedness with other things. Is that correct? That is correct. Our our heart chakra is that self-love and self-worth, and that is really what what sends out, you know, the, that vibration of love and relationship and what also attracts it to us. If we do not love ourselves, we can be attracting unhealthy relationships and situations in our lives because we're kind of giving that vibration out that we deserve that, that we don't deserve to be happy. And so or we can be numbing out, you know, so because... There's the attunement. You're attuning to what you've been um, broadcasting through yourself, which would be absolutely lack of self-love. That's that's interesting, isn't it? How much of this push-pull that we see happening in our lives is actually a result of our belief systems and where we focus? Yes, and I don't want people to blame themselves for that because that is something that has been passed down. That's something that is a result of your life up until now. But the beautiful thing is we can start taking responsibility for that and saying we love ourselves enough to want to change it. We love ourselves enough to want to open up to a different potential. So, Jenny, lay some bliss on us. What do you mean by bliss? <laughs> so, well, bliss is is by online course that I go through every letter to kind of teach people how to tune into it. The B is for breath, the L is for love, which is really about that unconditional love, not conditional love, but unconditional love that pets give, you know, that hopefully we've received from someone in our life. I is intention. Living with intention is pretty important. If we don't know where we want to be, how will we, you know, be taking steps to get there? The first S is connecting with your soul. So really opening up to that bigger version of yourself. And the last S is self-worth, but it's also that self-TLC I have in there, which is self-talk, self-love, and self-care. So, I mean, really taking care of yourself, body, mind, and spirit. But bliss is really when you're living from that higher vibrational state and you feel like you're in flow. You're not pushing your way through or working harder because life isn't going your way, so I need to work harder and do more and push and resist and be angry all the time or be resentful. It really is living from that place of flow. And when we get out of it, when life happens, you know, when a tragedy happens or when something happens that throws us off a little bit, finding our way back, knowing that there is a way back and that through this challenge, we will not only get through it, but we're going to get through it with more wisdom and we're going to get through it with more tools and we're going to get through it with loving our, by loving ourselves through it and not by trying to force ourselves or make ourselves feel badly about being in the situation we're in. So let's talk a little bit about flow. That's a wonderful topic. Would you mind defining flow? What is flow? Oh, flow is that feeling that everything is beautiful or going the way you want it in the in the world. Uh, we've all had kind of those moments. Hopefully you've had more than a moment, couple days, couple weeks where you're like, wow, it feels like the world's almost magical and like 
conspiring for me, you know, that everything's going well. The issue is a lot of us don't feel that self-worth to stay in that place. Almost like when when flow happens, we feel like something's going to pull us out. Flow is also those little moments where we're being creative. Say you're an artist is drawing something or you're writing something or you're dancing. You can feel that flow like nothing in the world bad is there's nothing in, bad in the world in this moment. Everything is just peaceful. So finding our way back into flow versus forcing, like we usually do as humans, we want to control, oh, this isn't going right, I better control that, instead of saying, what can I learn from this? What is what is the gift in this? Those things can kind of put us back into flow. I know, you know, seven years, the illness was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Honestly, that illness was the best thing that ever happened to me because it it took me on this path, you know, and it allowed me to help other people. So returning yourself to flow is important. Just asking what what is something I can do to, today for myself to nourish myself to kind of put me back in that place instead of forcing my will. So as, as, as I'm understanding what you're saying, is flow being attuned and aligned with the way life works, with the spirit that moves through all things? That's a beautiful way of putting it, yes. So within flow, there's also what you've been saying is synchronicity. Oh, I love synchronicity. That's a sure way to know you're in flow. <laughs> is when everything starts to be synchronized. And, and, yes. and then you get these little omens that you're exactly where you need to be doing what you need to be doing when you need to be doing it. And on the other hand, can't some of those synchronicities kind of serve as correction points? Like, whoops, you don't want to turn this way. You're going to step out of flow. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But well, do we have to be aware, you know, so many times people are so busy and so distracted that they don't even get those little nudges that we receive. So really, you know, being aware, not being distracted all the time, being mindful is the way to get back into flow and to recognize the universe is guiding us. Yeah, one way or the other, you know, but if we're if it's guiding us to say, hey, maybe not do don't do that anymore. Don't and we're forcing ourselves, no, but we want to, or being that like almost stubborn teenager, you know, um, things aren't gonna go our way, you know, but really understanding like the more we kind of give up that control and just let life unfold and kind of lean into that, the more miracles and synchronicities can unfold in our life. So it's a matter of learning how to let life life live through you rather than yes. try to control it. Yes. And again, that requires a lot of self-love because when we don't feel that, when we feel like a victimized, we feel like we have to control things. And we've been taken advantage of before, so we need to control things and have everything a certain way. Whereas when we love and trust with that open heart and can really work through those those restrictions, we can really live life at a higher vibrational level and one where things come to us very quickly, where we're manifesting quickly, life is in flow and we're experiencing these synchronistic events or little words uh, almost on a daily level. Well. We are about time for another commercial break, but on the other side of the break, I'd like to look at a little bit, what are all the conditioning and programming that we receive on a daily basis that knocks us out of flow, that, that adds to our negative um, programming and our negative thoughts? So I think that's a pretty important thing to look Ooh, into. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we do need to take another commercial break. Ginny and I will be back shortly to talk about what knocks us out of the flow and how to avoid it. 
don't leave us now. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Don't go away. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not so secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. 
Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. To suggest a topic or guest, email us, info at missionevolution.org. Our guest this hour is Ginny Mannion. Her website, ginnymannion.com. Ginny, we were going to go into, you know, the world is full of, of, of negative programming, it seems like. Could you name a few of those things and tell us how we can make our way through that soup and not be affected by it? <laughs> Sure. Well, yeah, it's a timely conversation, too, with everything yes, going on right now. <laughs> yes. Well, the first thing I will tell my clients is how much, ask my clients is how much news are you watching? Because the news is definitely something that can get us off, off track, off balance, and really feeling powerless. And, you know, if you notice the news, yeah. I haven't watched a typical news show, you know, since I was a little kid, but I remember the first segment was always the most horrific. So we're seeing the most negative thing happen and that will really pull on our heartstrings. So, you know, there are positive news stations. There are places you can go to feel empowered. You can get a little bit of news. If you're watching news hours a day, guess what? You're not going to feel very empowered, especially if it's traditional broadcast. So really, you know, we can empower ourselves by noticing how we are taking in the news about the world around us. That is that is definitely number one. Uh, also, noticing kind of the messages from childhood, because those, those years, zero through five and six, are the most impressionable on us. They go deep inside our subconscious. So we could kind of be repeating patterns that we don't even believe are true now. Um, say you had a parent that, you know, said you weren't smart, you could be saying, oh, I'm so stupid, you know, when things happen and really kind of enforcing that over and over and over in yourself. So really looking at those messages that you received and, and also recognizing that everyone is doing the best they can from their own state of consciousness. And we're all on very different levels of consciousness. So trying not to be judgmental, but also ensuring that you are around people that lift your spirits. I love that Jim Rohn quote, we become like the top five people we spend the most time around. You are responsible for looking at those top five people and asking yourself if those people are adding joy and inspiration to your life or are they draining the life force out of you? Those are just a couple of ways. I'd like to go back a little bit. You said something interesting. Pull your heartstrings. Um, and I got this vision of because it hurts some of the stuff that we see, the suffering and the this and the that, does it literally pull our heart offline? 
Yeah, it can pull us out of balance. And it makes us feel very disempowered, too. And that's living from that disempowered space. I mean, that can cause depression. You know, that can cause that very negative self-talk. Well, what can I do? You know, and if we're living from that fear space, we are really not going to feel empowered to do anything. Whereas if we're living in that big open-hearted space, we can take action, but we take it from that love space and how can we help instead of that um, fear or anger or the, some of those lower vibrational energies. Like those are, that's kind of what, what has been happening for a while. You know, a lot of those lower vibrational energies have been kind of ruling the, you know, what's going on. And we really need to lift the vibration of this planet. And there are people doing amazing, beautiful things and tune into that and tune into how we can help instead of feeling disempowered or buying into that fear. Well, this might seem unrelated, but um, I've worked with a lot of um, medical doctors and one, one gentleman was a heart surgeon and he talked to his colleagues and asked all of them, how many people have you known that are truly in love have had a heart attack? And none of his colleagues knew of any case of that. And I think as many heart attacks and as many heart problems as we have in our world today, isn't this evidence that we're being pulled out of love? That is very evident. Absolutely. And the heart chakra is, it, it, it governs the heart, it governs the breast, it governs the lungs. It is really important. I don't think there is a more important chakra. It also connects the top and the bottom ones, heaven and earth. And if we are in that love, we are going to be attracting those loving relationships to us and keeping ourselves in balance and feeling empowered and taking action in that loving space. And there's evidence, also medical evidence and scientific evidence, that the heart is what generates the electromagnetic field around the body. And it's through that electromagnetic field that creates X points every time it crosses the electromagnetic field of other people or other things. And that is our interconnectedness. I am in total agreement with that. And along those lines, too, I recently heard that if you put your hands on your heart when you're saying gratitude, it actually exponentially increases the basically the balancing of your heart. Amazing. What needs to change if we're not living in bliss? You need to start asking yourself, what is out of alignment? Is it your relationships? Is it your work, you know, what is out of alignment and how can you bring yourself back into alignment and loving yourself enough to know that you can take baby steps. You know, sometimes we look at everything, well, everything's out of alignment. I don't even know where to start. We'll start with one thing. I gave advice to a client I saw this morning, like do two nourishing things for yourself to every day and do one thing that's a step in action towards one of the goals that you want in your life, balancing a relationship or getting a different job or whatever it is. But we need to nourish ourselves first because if we're going out of that fear mode, we're truly not going to bring ourselves the things that we are in our highest good. Why do you think so many of us are resistant to change? Oh, our ego will pull us back and say it's hard. Change is scary. You know, anything that's unknown is scary. And I think the ego's been, you know, given a bad rap sometimes because it does protect us sometimes too. Change can be scary. You know, leaving situations can be scary, but it can also, on the other side of that fear can be empowerment. Walking through that fear can be empowerment. If we're staying just uncomfortable in our comfort zone, that's not doing us any good. 
but really looking honestly at the situation. And sometimes that's scary too. You know, say you're looking at your marriage for the first time and recognizing, hey, this isn't healthy. All the fears will come in. Well, I don't have the finances to leave. Well, what will my family say? You know, and we are just faced with so many things instead of loving ourselves enough to know, you know what, this is not in my highest good. I need to move past this, through this one stage at a time and supporting ourselves as we move through that change instead of getting so involved in the fear instead of that love of what awaits us on the other side. Yeah, fear and self-judgment. It's a nasty one, isn't it? It sure is. (laughs) So is bliss a destination or a process? I feel like it is, it's a little bit of both. I mean, bliss is a process because you're going to have to look at the different areas of your life and see what's not in bliss to bring that about. But it's a destination in that when you align all those parts, you can live your life really from that state of bliss a good portion of the time. I live my life from that place, not to say things don't throw me off, but when they do, I know I will be returning to center and even stronger with more tools and with more experience and knowledge of myself. And if we do that, knowing that, you know, life is unfolding and experiences and it doesn't all have to be quote unquote good, you know, um, we're so quick to label things, but that every experience holds its own blessings. And if we can love ourselves through it, we can live life in that blissful space and moving through those synchronicities and surrounded by people that are also vibrating at that level. I, I like that you said return to center. Um, and there's a, a wonderful analogy. I'm trying to remember who gave this, but I've been in aviation. And when a, when a, when a big jetliner is going to go from point A to point B, they have to file a flight plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they have a flight plan that they open up, say, in DIA, and they close it when they hit LAX. Okay, so they're flying along, but they deviate for weather, they deviate for traffic, they deviate for restricted zones. They're on that flight path less than 12% of the time, but magically they land in Los Angeles. Okay, Mm -hmm. Isn't that what life is like? That is such a perfect analogy. I want to use that. (laughs) It's all yours. (laughs) It is a perfect analogy. Absolutely. And I love that it's 12% of the time because I think we feel like, oh, no, you know, I'm not doing this right. And we're so judgmental. But life is a dance. I mean, I usually I'm a dancer. So, you know, I usually say it like that. It's not a straight dance. It's not a straight line. You're kind of, you know, you're doing the cha-cha a little bit. You're going back, you're going to the side. But as long as you know that you can return to that center point, you know, you can have fun while doing it instead of being judgmental with yourself. Well, it's like surfing, isn't it? There's the same wave that everybody else is on. But if you can stay centered over your board, you can ride the wave rather than get thrown around by it. Absolutely. Lots of good analogies for life. (laughs) Returning the center. Well, what can I say? You're inspiring me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So what's your vision for the future if more people are able to evolve their experience of bliss? Ah, beauty. You know, I just see people actually giving themselves permission to do what they want to do, to live their joys, to know that we, they all have, everyone, every single person has a gift on this planet, you know, and I've met someone, I knew someone that loved to be a school bus driver. For me, that seems like a nightmare, you know, but for them, that was absolute bliss. We have so many different people that have different things that resonate with them as bliss. So to be able to recognize what are your gifts, what, what can you bring to the world and what can you do for, you know, eight hours a day or less than that or more than that, where you're really on your path and knowing that 
you're bringing something to the world. And because of that, you're vibrating at this high level and everything else is kind of falling into place. You know, if we love ourselves and are centered and are doing things we love, we will be in that centered place. Well, as always, time's flown. And Jenny, now we're out of it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Our guest this hour has been Jenny Mannion, author of A Short Path to Change, 30 Ways to Transform Your Life. Her website, JennyMannion.com. For our amazing past episode collection, visit our website, www.missionevolution.org. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as this mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world. 